Welcome to Plugged Into Christ. This is your announcer, Zabin Grady. Today we'll explore more of our brand new podcast series titled, First Corinthians, Paul's Letter to Corinth, with Pastor and Teacher William Polis. This is part three, which Pastor Polis will cover chapters three and four. We do these biblical teachings so that you will gain wisdom, knowledge, and blessings from this podcast series. Now I am pleased to introduce Pastor William Polis as he teaches part two of First Corinthians, Letters of Correspondence to the Corinthians. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, edition, the current edition of Plugged into Christ. You know, um, many years ago when I was growing up, um, one of the influences, of course, was uh, one of the many influences was, of course, Billy Graham. Another influence was a young, was a lady from, a Dutch lady from the Netherlands. Uh, her name was Corey Ten Boom. Corey was a, a lady who, uh, during World War II, had her family was um, extricated by the Germans and went to a concentration camp. Um, she lost her mother, her father, and um, a brother and a, a, a couple of sisters. But she remarkably survived. And during the course of her uh, internment in the concentration camp, um, she actually smuggled a Bible top of her coat in the collar. She had it hidden, and they were checking for any of that type of stuff, the Germans were, and they didn't find it. They walked right past her. They hit the, they had hit the lady before and checked her out and checked her clothing to see if she had anything illegal to bring in that they would uh, confiscate. And then they, they skipped over Corey, and they went to the lady in front of her, and they never caught it. So Corey was able to have a Bible, a small Bible, which he used to teach other women who were there at the concentration camp with her. But sadly, she, uh, Corey's sister died. She was in the same concentration camp with her just a, a week or two before the Allies liberated that camp. Corey went on to teach the Bible and, and became a speaker in, front, in many places, including Europe and in, here in the United States. And while, in particular, one in, in Europe when she was at a church, she was speaking... She had finished speaking, and she got up. Uh, A a man came in from the back door, and he quietly, it was raining, it was cold, it was damp. He quietly took off his hat and took off his jacket and sat in the back of the church. And when he uh, waited for her to finish, and when she was done, he approached her. And it turns out that he was a German guard, one of her guards at the concentration camp. And he came to her and said to her, Fräulein, I heard you, you speak about Jesus forgiving people of sins. And now I've, have, I've asked for my sins to be forgiven, and I am now saved. And he stuck out his hand to Corey, and he said, Fräulein, would you forgive me? Well, Corey couldn't do it at first, but the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon her, and she finally stuck out her hand. She said, I forgive you. And they hugged each other, crying in tears. This is a, a wonderful thought of message to people around the world that you've got to forgive others as Jesus forgave you. With that, we'll, let's get started in our lesson here today. We're covering chapters 3 and 4 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Sectarianism is carnal. In verse 1, those who, div- who divine grace are renewed to the spiritual life, yet many things in them are still defective. This is what Paul was telling them. 
He also tells them that they could not speak unto them until as spiritual men, but as carnal men who are babes in Christ. Paul tells them that they have been fed the milk, but not with solid food of the word. Paul chides them that even now they are not able to receive it, and it, and they're still not able to receive it. Now, they, the milk that Paul was talking about are the first principles of Christianity, but they have not grown up to the maturity of understanding in them or of the faith and the holiness to receive the meat of the word. Again, it is plain from several passages in this epistle that the Corinthians were proud of their wisdom and knowledge. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Paul blames them for their carnality and mentions their contention and discord about their ministers as evidence of what they're doing and, they're, and the fact that they're still babes in Christ. They had mutual emulations, quarrels, and factions among them because of their ministers. While one said, I am of Paul, and the other said, I am of Apollos, which is recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Watering, working, and warning. Paul asked the Corinthian church the following question, Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? And this follows the question with an answer that they are ministers which you have believed as the Lord gave to each group. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Paul reminds them that he planted Apollos. Apollos watered, but it was God who gave the increase. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. In verse 7, Paul continues this line of thought to exposit that this is neither one who plants or waters anything is, is the one that produces the fruit. It is God who gives the increase. In verse 8, Paul tells them that he both he plants and he who waters are one of one accord, and that each will receive his own reward according to his labor. Paul reminds them that we are God's fellow workers, and you are in God's field and God's building. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. And according to God's grace, which is given unto Paul as a wise master builder, that he, Paul, has laid the foundation and lets the other build it. 1 Corinthians 3.10 1 Corinthians 3.11 Now that Paul says in verse 12 that if anyone builds it on this foundation with the gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or and straw, each man's work will become clear for the day that will declare it. Paul is talking about the judgment of man that is yet to come and that it, it will be revealed by fire which will test each one's work and what sort of it is. 1 Corinthians 3.13 if a man's work endures, built on it, the fire he will receive. And, and if it's built on things like like gold, silver, precious stone, it will, he will receive a ward. If any man's work is burned up, he shall suffer a loss, though he himself will be saved, yet through the fire. 1 Corinthians 3.15 In verse 16, Paul is making the point about the body being the temple, that the Spirit of God dwells within you. Anyone who defiles that of God, God will destroy him. The temple is holy. And Paul is telling them that the temple is what you are. 1 Corinthians 3, 18-23 Avoid worldly wisdom. Paul tells the Corinthians not to be deceived. A man who thinks he is wise for his age, let him become a fool to become wise. Verse 18 The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Now Paul first quotes Job 5.13. He catches the wise in his own craftiness. And you find that in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. And then in verse 20, once again, Paul quotes the Old Testament of Psalms 94, 11. The Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, and they are futile. 
verse 20. Remember, and this is about the words that you see them as you see them in the Bible. If you see Lord in all capitals, in the old, which is, it wouldn't be in the Old Testament, that is referring to Jehovah God. Likewise, here the Lord is in all capital letters, which is referring to Jehovah God, as Paul is quoting Old Testament scripture. Paul says, no one should boast in men because God provides all things, verse 21. Whether they say it is Paul, Apollos, Cephas, which is Peter, the world, death, life, things, present things, to come, God provides in all things. Verse 22. Paul closes chapter 3 with a very powerful statement. You are Christ, and Christ is God. Verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Stewards of the mysteries of God. Paul says in verse 1, one that all men should consider themselves as stewards of Christ and the mysteries of God. That it is required that all men who are stewards be found faithful. Verse 2. Paul finds that there is a small matter which he's not concerned about in being judged by them or by the human court. And yet he doesn't even judge himself. Verse 3. He knows nothing against himself and yet he is not justified by, by it either. Paul only knows that the Lord judges him. Verse 4. Paul tells them to judge nothing before its time until the day of the Lord comes, for he will bring the light of hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praises will come from God. Verse 5. 1 Corinthians 4, verses 6 through 13. Fools for Christ's sake. In verse 1, Paul is making an example of using his name in Apples to show the church at Corinth that they should not look beyond what is written in Scripture and so that you would not be puffed up on behalf of one who suggests is against another. Verse 6. Paul asks, what differs one to another? What did you have that you didn't have, not receive? If you did receive it, why did you act as if you did not receive it? Verse 7. Paul tells them in verse 8 that they are already full as reigning kings, and that Paul wishes to, that they would reign, because he and others would like to reign with them. God has displayed them as apostles, men who are condemned to death in the name of Jesus Christ and being made spectacles to the world before angels and men. Verse 9. We are fools for Christ's sake, but wise in Christ. We are weak, but in but it's Christ we are strong. Christ is distinguished, but not, but we are dishonored. Verse 10. In verse 11 is making the point of where they are walking with Christ, hungry, thirsty, poorly clothed, beaten, and homeless. In the present hour, working with our hands, we are reviled. We bless others, and we are persecuted, but we endure. Verse 12. In verse 13, Paul tells them that they are defamed, but they entreat. In other words, they, they survive. They go on. They are made as filth to the world, the off-scouring of all things until now. This is the example of what Christ told the disciples would happen to them in following Christ, in following him. Paul is very aware of and is telling this to the church at Corinth that he wants them to understand that persecution, reviling, that they even in all those things they must go and spread the gospel, taking nothing with them. They are poorly clothed and fed. Remember, the Lord is strong and we are weak, and through him he makes us strong. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. Paul's paternal care. Paul tells the, the Corinth church that he, didn't write, he did not write these things described in the verses 11 through 13 to shame them, as Paul calls them his beloved children, but that he wants to warn them. Verse 14, Paul says that while 
they may have a thousand instructors in Christ, yet very many who are fathers because in Christ Jesus' teachings, through which Paul is taught the gospel, verse 15, Paul urges to Im- for them to imitate him, and that is to imitate Jesus, verse 15. Paul has sent Timothy to them, who Paul calls my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. He, Timothy, will remind you of my own ways in Christ, as I, Paul, teach everywhere in every church. Verse 17. Now Paul is them that they are puffed up in thinking that Paul is not coming to them. Verse 18. Paul tells them that he will come to them shortly, if the Lord wills it. He tells them that, that he know, will know, know not the words of those who are puffed up, but in the, uh, in the power of Jesus Christ. Verse 19. That power is the kingdom of God and is not of, the wor- of a word, but of power. Paul asked the church at Corinth what they want. Do they want Paul to come with a, with a rod or in love and in the spirit of gentleness? This concludes today's podcast. Thank you for listening. We want to tell you that we are so very thankful for each listener. We pray here at Plugged into Christ that our podcast has helped you in understanding the Bible better, that it strengthens your faith and encourages you to spend time reading and studying Scripture. We encourage you here at Plugged into Christ to spend time in the Word every day, pray, and most of all, be a part of your local church services in your location or city every Sunday. Plugged into Christ podcasters are published through Buzzsprout.com. Now you can set up a free account there in order to listen to these podcasts there on Buzzsprout. You also can go to the Google Play Store if you have an Android phone or an app or an iTouch phone and download Spotify or Pandora or one of the other 10 podcast sites. You can also catch any of our Plugged into Christ podcasts through iTunes. Just put in the Plugged into Christ into the search box in any of your favorite podcast sites and you'll be able to listen or download any and all of the podcasts of Plugged into Christ. If you live in Lorraine County area, we'd love to have you come and join us at Lorraine Full Gospel Church. We are located at 1900 West 19th Street in Lorraine, Ohio. Our normal church service is at 11 a.m. We are so very thankful for all of our podcast listeners. Until our next podcast, good night, and may the Lord richly bless and keep you in your daily walk. This has been a presentation of Plugged into Christ with your host, pastor, and teacher, William Polis. Our next podcast will be part four of First Corinthians Letters of Correspondence. This podcast is a production of Plugged into Christ and is sponsored through Lorraine Full Gospel Church. This is your announcer, Zayvon Grady, wishing you a blessed day.